In-depth. Investigative. This is KXAN News Today. The Texas Senate impeachment trial of suspended State Attorney General Ken Paxton begins today. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Paxton, only the third official to be impeached in the state's history, now facing 20 articles of impeachment, including alleged obstruction of justice, abuse of public trust, and bribery. He's described the allegations as a, quote, politically motivated sham. A two-thirds majority is required in the Republican-controlled Senate to convict, to remove Paxton or any official from office. The witness list has more than 100 people on it, and there are thousands of pages of evidence. And after the pretrial motions are decided this morning, each side will then have an hour to present their opening statements. This is a trial to assure the people of Texas have a an honest uh, attorney general. But I just think it's a complete waste of time when, when what's been presented to the Senate is so weak. The trial begins at 9 o'clock this morning. We will broadcast the first day of the trial, which is today, and it will include the opening statements from both sides. We're going to do that right here on KXAN. We're also going to live stream the trial in its entirety from start to finish on KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Tuesday morning. Hopefully you enjoyed your long weekend for those who were off yesterday. I'll tell you, today is going to look and feel similar to what we felt on Monday. We start with the live lake outside. Our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals showing mostly clear conditions, but I know there are other areas out there seeing some cloud cover like Austin had some uh, clouds roll in overnight. As far as the temperatures go, it is going to be nice and comfy to start with the numbers, but the humidity humidity. That's what's working against us this morning. So it'll be something to watch and something to uh, factor into your day here. As far as the numbers go, we're in those 70s and lower 80s. Now, as far as the rest of the day, back to the low 100s. 103, the forecast high with a 10% chance of just an isolated shower. That's mainly for my eastern county friends here. So nothing that I'm super excited about. The humidity, like I said, is going to be noticeable for the next few days. Slight changes though heading into the back end of the work week but unfortunately those temperatures getting hotter as we transition into the end of the work week and weekend i'll show you the numbers coming up in your first morning forecast Kristen, thank you this week austin isd will begin the process known as leveling it's moving teachers to where they are most needed in the classrooms this is a process that's often um, a bit emotional for some people it's going to help balance the class sizes it's emotional because the teacher may be attached to students and vice versa. The district says no one's job is at risk during this process. The district moves teachers to where the students are. Some schools have more students than expected while others have fewer. AISD estimates fewer than 20 teachers will be reassigned to support students. Affected staff members will be notified of the changes later on today. A new law is getting tougher on people who sell or distribute fentanyl. The law says anyone who provides a deadly dose of fentanyl could face murder charges. The drug described as 100 times more potent than morphine, 50 times more potent than heroin. 
According to the Texas Tribune, the law includes the term fentanyl poisoning as an alternative to fentanyl toxicity when medical examiners complete a death certificate. First Lady Jill Biden did test positive for COVID-19, that's according to the White House. They said she is currently experiencing just mild symptoms and is going to be at her home in Delaware. President Biden tested negative according to the White House. Well, we've talked about the worsening drought conditions in Texas and really much of the Southwest, but we now have a better idea how the Rio Grande is faring. Just a few months ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the highest it's been in years. Yeah, it's changed so much since then. The data from this weekend showing the Rio Grande's depth about a foot now. Companies that offer kayak tours throughout that river say it's hitting their businesses hard, and they saw that during Labor Day weekend. Last month, water managers at the Middle Rio Grande Conservancy District predicted the possibility of the river actually going dry near Albuquerque. We need to be praying for rain late in the season because uh, we are truly a run of the river system right now. We have very little supplemental water and we only have um, what the system gives us and, and we, don't, we don't have dams full of water um, to help out the situation. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says it's organizing efforts to rescue endangered silvery minnows as that river begins to dry. U.S. men's national team is coming back to Austin. It's going to play its quarterfinal CONCACAF Nations League match at Q2 Stadium Thursday, November 16th. It's a qualifier for the 2024 Copa America tournament, which is going to be hosted in the U.S. The opponent has not been determined, but the tickets go on sale at 10 this morning. What we know about a former Bowie High School student arrested at gunpoint on campus. And why some schools are bracing for a lower report card as the TEA is set to release new metrics this month measuring school success in Texas. Good morning, a live look outside from our Granite Shoals camera, which always shows a few stars in the sky if the clouds allow. We're happy to have you here on this Tuesday morning. Want to let you know we're waiting to hear back from the Austin Police Department and Austin ISD after officers arrested a former Bowie High School student. Yeah, a letter sent to parents says police found that the student was trespassing outside the campus, the Fine Arts Building. And in the letter, the Bowie High School principal, Mark Robinson, said the student did not have any weapons on him and did not make any threats during the incident. But police did arrest the student at gunpoint. The principal goes on to say in the letter, quote, the campus was safe and remains safe. We do know extra Austin ISD police officers are going to be at Bowie today. It's just out of an abundance of caution. According to the Bowie High School Band's website, there was an outdoor band rehearsal where this arrest occurred. Also, 23 people are hurt after an SUV crashed into a Denny's in Rosenberg. It's about 30 miles outside Houston. The incident happening just before 1130 yesterday morning. You see that maroon Jeep there. It went off the road and plowed through the south wall of this restaurant, according to police. Everyone hurt expected to survive, but the ages of those injured range from just 12 years old up to 60 years old. The driver uninjured. Still ahead, Solutions Liberty Hill leaders are working on as parents continue to worry about a dangerous intersection near their kid's school. And hear from the family who lost a young girl and her father in an East Austin hit and run. A lawsuit now filed. Longhorns and Crimson Tide last year. It went down to the wire despite the fact that Quinn Ewers was knocked out of the game. More on all that coming up. 
Good morning, a live look outside at the Texas State Capitol where later this morning the impeachment trial in the state Senate for State Attorney General Ken Paxton will begin and that will be uh, a trial that we'll be carrying live here on KXAN throughout the day. Let's go to Liberty Hill ISD now where some parents say something needs to be done about a dangerous intersection near school. But Leander City leaders say a permanent solution could take more than a year. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with parents and leaders about what could be done in the meantime to help. Bumper to bumper traffic is not how Chelsea Dawson says she likes to start her day. The commute time extended is an issue, but safety is what my biggest concern is. This long line of cars is made up of parents trying to get to Bar W Elementary. She says it takes a while to drop her kids off at school because of traffic here, where Bar W Boulevard meets Ronald Reagan Boulevard. She says leaving the parking lot is also a struggle. Although the speed limit has been reduced on Ronald Reagan here, people still drive over that speed limit. They're going 65, 70, sometimes even faster. And it is very dangerous to have to pull out into that, especially if you're coming from the stamp iron where the school is, trying to make that left and go to the subdivisions. A stoplight is exactly what parents say they want, but Leander City Manager Rick Beverlin says it's complicated. You've had a lot of development that's outstripped the infrastructure, be it roads, signals, or water faster than the city can really build it. He says Ronald Reagan Boulevard is the city of Leander's jurisdiction and the Bar W and Rancho Siena neighborhoods are in an unincorporated part of Williamson County. He says their taxes don't go back to Leander. We're going to be looking at where we could even move funds, probably from an existing project to assist with this, even though both of the communities on either side of that intersection are outside the city limits. Beverlyn says Liberty Hill ISD and Williamson County have started talks about splitting that cost with Leander, but it could be a while before it's built. It is a multi-year process. Um, you have signal warrants, and then sometimes you have development that outstrips your ability to program funds. So there is a process. Beverlyn says a temporary stoplight will likely go up at this busy intersection. In the meantime, he asks parents to drive safely. In Leander, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Beverlin says the estimated cost of putting up a stoplight there is going to be a million dollars. He says the cost could be further split if Bar W or Rancho Siena Municipal Utility Districts chip in and help. It is the moment so many have been waiting for after a viral video of a baby giraffe. The baby giraffe born without spots, what will the name be? The rare spotless giraffe was born on July 31st at Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. And according to the zoo, she is the only known solid colored reticulated giraffe in the world. Her mom has spots, but this little one does not. Born with Adam. Coming up on the Today Show, the zoo's director joins the show for a live interview to exclusively reveal the new name of this five-week-old Giraffe. Mm, what a cute. We'll see. Sort of looks like a big llama <laughs> without the yes. spots. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful skincare routine. Yes. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to wait and see what the name will be. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. Clouds and radar not showing anything uh, super exciting yet. We've got a little bit of cloud cover rolling in over the Austin Metro. It is warm. It is humid out there. I mean, look at these temperatures. 81 right now here in the city. 81 in Burnett. 78 in Fredericksburg. 79 in Bastrop. So we've got everybody pretty much in those upper 70s to low 80s. On our way to the 100s again today, forecast high 103. Factor in the humidity.
probably feel a little bit closer to 106, 107 today. And then that anybody rain chance will be something to watch for areas east of I-35. We'll get to that in a second. I wanted to show you what those feels like temperatures will be area wide because as you can see, it's going to be a hot day, hot afternoon with the feels like temperatures anywhere from about 103 to 106 across central Texas. Now, mostly to partly cloudy skies to start. We'll clear things out late morning. As we get into the afternoon, a couple isolated showers will be possible again in our eastern counties. Nothing that looks impressive to me. These will be few and far between if we even get anything in the way of rain. But just wanted to let you know for areas pretty much east of I-35, the clouds get a little dark on the bottom this afternoon. You know what that is. It's a 10% chance of an isolated shower. That will be for today. Had a couple more isolated rain chances Saturday, Sunday, Monday here. No major weather maker moving in. In fact, a lot of this is just the sea breeze. So that Gulf moisture uh, coming in along those southeastern winds can sometimes bring just enough moisture, just enough lift to allow one or two storms. It is not going to be severe, not a big deal. Seven day forecast shows a high of one or three today and tomorrow, but tomorrow will likely tie the record. Then we hit a stretch of record breaking heat later this week into the weekend. We'll do that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All four of those days expected to rewrite the daily afternoon highs and the morning lows. The morning lows are actually record warm too in those upper 70s. A couple isolated storms like I mentioned Saturday, Sunday into September 11th on Monday, but right now not seeing anything in the way of drought busting rains, unfortunately, for the next six to seven days. Thank you, Chris. And this morning, a stark reminder to keep an eye on children in the pool after drowning this weekend in Hutto. The city saying it happened at a pool off Great Western Drive. Police there investigating what the city calls a tragic situation and saying the child did not live in the Hutto area. They didn't provide any more information on when and where exactly that drowning happened, the circumstances or the age of that child. Organizers at the Burning Man Festival have reopened the road leading into this remote Nevada desert festival. A long line of vehicles snaking through the desert yesterday. I mean, a long line. As they were urged to take it slowly, the way out a five-mile-long dirt road to the nearest highway. It was a muddy, mess, unexpected rain over the weekend. Ruined the annual countercultural arts festival. It didn't ruin it, but it made it into a different experience. It was a muddy nightmare. For days, nearly 70,000 people were ordered to stay in place. Back here at home, the Texas Education Agency is set to release school scores this month, and districts are bracing for lower grades. It follows the TEA announcing new metrics for its A through F ratings. Okay, Sands Kelly Wiley reports another local school district is joining an ongoing lawsuit against the state's education commissioner over the changes, and there could be more. This is bonkers. It's absolutely infuriating. The fairness in the accountability system is in question right now. Pflugerville ISD is the latest school district to join a lawsuit against the Texas Education Commissioner. 7-0. We're joining the lawsuit. Yes, ma'am. For our kids. Already seven school districts, including Del Valley ISD, have joined this lawsuit, alleging TEA didn't give them the legally required amount of notice before applying these new metrics. The districts say these new methods will dramatically decrease their campus and district scores. 
TEA officials say they can't comment on ongoing legal matters. But on the agency's website, it says the changes will better reflect rigor for students, fairness for districts and campuses, and transparency for parents and the public. Here's what Commissioner Mike Morath said about the refresh back in May. As schools are improving, you know, uh, parents need to know that. And if, and if schools are are not if they're regressing, then parents need to know that as well. I think, you know, we're going to see statewide probably a decline in scores and we, we in a decline in ratings. At a board meeting at the end of August, Austin ISD school officials said TEA data estimates if the new state metrics were applied to the 2022 campus results, more than 20% of AISD campuses would have lower scores and only 9% would have seen an increase. I have a concern about when ratings come out that there will be um, misunderstanding and a mass exodus. We need to have a good messaging around these scores and what they really mean. That was Kaylee Wiley reporting for us. Now there are a lot of changes. A lot of it centers on the grading scale for what scores actually qualify for an A versus A, B, or C. Previously, if 60% of a high school's campus's population was considered college, career, and military ready, that campus would get an A. Now a campus would need 88% to get in an A category. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns go back to practice today, the first of the three biggest practices in any game week as they get set to go to Alabama. It will be one of just two trips out of the state of Texas this regular season. Sark praising the defense when the offense sputtered in the first half and then happy that they figured things out at the half and scored the three quick touchdowns, knowing full well it will be much more different, difficult rather Saturday night. Last year, well, the showdown in Austin, Alabama and Texas. Well, the Longhorns went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, led late, but then it was the toe right there that gave Alabama the lead. Does that give Texas maybe a little more confidence? I know the players that they've recruited. I know the coaching that they have. And so for us to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them a year ago, um, you know, I think in the end, you know, I'm not big on moral victories, but I, I do think for some of the guys on our team, it was like, okay, Believe, continue to believe in what we're doing. It's, it's going to work, and we're getting there, and we're getting closer. Uh, we're focused on what we need to do. Uh, the moment you start focusing on what the outcome could be, what the result could be, the game hits you in the mouth and you lose. So we got to focus on what we need to do. This is all a blessing. This is, this is things that um, little kids like dream of, uh, to, to be at a top program and play against a top program. So I'm um, taking all in, but at the end of the day, we'll be ready. It's all a blessing. I'm happy and excited. Of course, something about Texas and quarterbacks against Alabama. We all know what happened in the title game. Last year, Quinn Ewers was sharp early on, and then right after that pass to Xavier Worthy, he was knocked out of the game. Hudson Card did a fine job, kept the horns in it. In fact, they led very late before Alabama did win it. But for a guy like Ewers, has to wonder after last year about another chance. I'm just I'm going into this game like, like any other game, you know. Um, Again, I don't. I don't really play the what ifs. Um, just, just focus on you know what what the offense is preparing to do and, and what the team is preparing to do. I think we this team does a good job of going into each game with the with the same mindset and like it's every game's a big game for us. Um, you know we we just want to be enamored with us um, at the end of the day. Alabama features a Texas quarterback in Jalen Milrow who was outstanding in their win over Middle Tennessee.
back to you. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what we're tracking at 5. Continued coverage of the Ken Paxson impeachment trial. What you need to know about the case. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you. 